Welcome back to the You Are Immeasurable podcast. I'm Tanisha Hyde, your relationship transformation agitator. Our podcast is dedicated to my fellow Gen X women who have been surviving by hiding behind the mask that we are conditioned to wear and silently suffering from the overwhelm that we feel just trying to be all things to all people. Now, the focus of the podcast is going to be mindset, forgiveness, identifying, acknowledging, and healing our shadow self and our inner traumas from past things that we have not dealt with and becoming reacquainted with our full, true, authentic self. Our episodes will air weekly, and the purpose of our episodes is to remind you that you are beautifully perfect in all your imperfections, and that no matter who you are, you cannot pour from an empty cup. I'm here to hold space for you, to support you through your transformation, to agitate your thoughts, and to give you inspiration that will help guide you through your healing, your rebuilding, and reevaluating your relationships. Starting with the relationship that you have with yourself and then moving on to your relationships with others. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the mask to come off and to live freely in your beautiful, authentic self? Well, if so, I want you to grab a glass of your favorite beverage. I've got mine, and we're going to virtually toast to one another's transformation. You ready? Let's get started. All right. So welcome back to the You Are Immeasurable podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have Dr. Beth Stewart of Emerging You. So, Beth, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us what is Emerging You all about. Oh, thank you, Tanisha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here, happy to share with your audience. So, Emerging You started about two and a half years ago. I had been in higher education for about 20, 25 years previous to starting my own company and realized I don't like managing and supervising other people. I just don't like it. (laughs) I was in administration. And what I decided to do was open up my own business and based it on my doctoral work, which was in fear of failure and procrastination. And I took that and I coupled it with a life experience that I had had when I was 15. And all of this was just sort of like an aha moment for me. It was like, it just came into my mind and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, maybe, you know what, maybe you could do this. And so what happened when I was 15, I had a major panic attack when I was reading out loud in history class. And I had never had any panic attacks before. I did grow up with social anxiety. And I think that panic attack was just sort of like a culmination of all that anxiety that had been happening since childhood. And all of a sudden, Tanisha, I just felt like I felt 30 other 15-year-olds listening to me. And my body just went to fight, flight, or freeze. (laughs) And I didn't know what had happened because I'd never experienced panic before. 
And I looked up at my teacher with these pleading eyes, like, don't you see what's happening to me? Can't you just tell that I'm melting down here? I'm having an emotional breakdown. And she just pointed her finger at me and she said, keep reading. Well, needless to say, yeah, she was not a good teacher. I've tried to forgive her since then. But let me just tell you what happened. I was so humiliated, so embarrassed in front of my peers. And you know how middle schoolers are, right? My best friend was laughing. This other gal beside me said, I thought you were going to start crying. And it was just really humiliating. So I went home that Friday afternoon. And even though I was close with my family, I didn't even tell them what happened. I was like, this was a nightmare. I'm going to repress this. I'm not going to pay any attention to this. Well, needless to say, for 20 years, I did not want to speak up. I would skip school if we had presentations. I chose my first college career based on the fact that I knew as a secretary, I wouldn't have to get up and speak. So I chose my friends. I chose my path. I chose everything I did based on fear. And when I was in my mid-30s, I got sick and tired of living like that. And I just, yeah, I just got so tired of it. And I decided, you need some help, my friend. (laughs) You know, I was talking to myself. And so I went into therapy. Now, I can't say that therapy was a cure-all. It took me years and years and years to sort of work my way out of this. But when I decided to open up my own business, I noticed that not a lot of people were comfortable going live. They didn't want to see themselves on camera. They didn't want to look at themselves. They were worried that I'm going to stumble over my words. And so I thought, okay, why don't I take what I learned, the strategies that I learned and teach those to other people? And I just love what I do. I just love what I do. And so Emerging You is really all about Going back to that little girl who at one point thought she was hot stuff, right? We all did. Maybe we were two, maybe we were three, (laughs) but we had courage and somehow society, we lost it. And somehow we, we gave it our power to other people. I gave my power to my teacher and I just decided, nope, I'm going to reclaim this power and I want to help other people do that too. You know what? I love that. And I think actually that is how I found you. I think that's how I found your group because I had that issue scared to death of going live. Scared to death. And here's the thing. I've been a call center manager for 10, 15 years. I've been a trainer. I've done all of these things where I've had to talk to people be in Mm -hmm. front of people, manage people, Mm -hmm. all of these things, knowing that it is the hardest thing for me to do. I'm an introvert. I really am. Most people can't believe it because of my personality. Right. But I've learned to come off as extroverted because of my positions and the jobs that I had. I didn't have a choice. Mind you, if I'm training a class, That's all I'm doing because by the time I get home, I've expanded so much energy. I've given so much away. I can't do anything else. I can't Mm -hmm. talk to anybody. I can't interact. I am done. 
Mm-hmm. And again, all of that too, as you stated, I didn't have an experience like yours, but it very much was always about being who everybody told me I was supposed to be. Right. Being who everybody else felt was better, you know, better right. than who I am, better than how I came off. And so again, choosing your friends, choosing those that you deal with and dialing down and watering down yourself so Mm. that other people are more comfortable. Other people feel better about who and what you are because you're going with their program and not with yours. Yes. That also is the reason that I do what I do because I all day, every day, I said, that's some bullshit. It sure is. That's <laughs> bullshit. Fuck all of that. <laughs> it sure is, Denisha. Because otherwise it is, like you said, you will get to the point that you like, I'm about to blow a fucking gasket because mm-hmm. I can't keep up this facade anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't, this mask is killing me. Right. I think you're right. It's like, it's painful. It's like something is bubbling up inside of you. And it needs to come out and it's actually painful to keep it in. That's exactly how I felt like I'm just going to explode if I don't show the world. And if I don't show myself what I can do, who I can be, then something's going to give here. Yeah. Yeah. You realize that what's going to end up happening is you're going to be that person that you hear the stories about on your deathbed. You've got all of these woulda, shoulda, couldas because you never stepped out there. You always played it safe and going along with the program, knowing that you couldn't stand the damn program. The Mm -hmm. damn program is not who you were, not Mm -hmm. who you are, not what you wanted to do. But because again, You listen to all of these people and all of these things that have told you that that is what you're supposed to be, not this that you are. And no, again, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think for me, I grew up in a really loving, loving family, but I was born in 1952. Okay, back then, (laughs) women didn't speak up. My mom taught me polite manners. She didn't actually say, don't speak unless spoken to. She didn't say that. But I got some clear messages that I was not supposed to shine. And I know that she did the best she could. As a parent, I do the best I can. We all have to grow and learn and get over those limiting beliefs that we grew up with. Or like you said, programs. I like that word. The programs that run in your mind. This is not who you are. You need to be this. Yeah. Yeah. So that, let me see, 52, that makes you a boomer, right? I'm 70. Yeah. Okay. I was born in 76. I'm a Gen X. Right. And yeah, still, because you guys are our parents. Right. Yeah. Again, it's perpetual. We teach our kids based on how we were taught. Yeah, we might tweak it and change it a little bit, depending on what we liked, what we didn't like, or even how we perceived what it was. Uh But a lot of time, it's still a lot of 
programming, conditioning, and okay, this is how it is. This mm-hmm. is this is what I was taught. This is what I know. So this is all that I can give. We tend to sometimes get stuck in those boxes. Absolutely. And and then you're trying to figure out why the hell I can't get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We have to decide. Hey, I don't care if they don't like it. I'm going to do what feels great to me. Mm-hmm. And what feels great to me is saying, no, hell no, I don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. like that. And you can kiss my ass. Sometimes we're nice about it. Sometimes we're not. I kind of fly here because, hey, I look at this is my world. This is my podcast. I can say, you know what? what? I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is me getting to be me. Oh, I love that so much. The reason behind it is because I spent a really long time being who everybody told me I should have been. And Mm. that led me to, as you said, getting to a point that I figured out that I'm going to explode because Mm. I can't continue to contain or ignore who I really am. And then I was also getting to the point that I don't give a damn who don't like it. Right. Right. And that's wonderful. That is a wonderful place to be, Tanisha. Getting back to generations doing the best they can. But I mean, I feel like baby boomers really messed up Gen X. I mean, not messed you up, but in a way I hear Gen Xers say, Oh, my mom just shooed me away from the house and I had to drink out of the water hose. My kids did that. They were sort of left on their own. I have a 45-year-old and a 41-year-old. And they were like, I guess mama doesn't care about us. I mean, I did. I loved them, but they're pretty much left on their own devices. And I've had to go back and my children are pretty good at letting me know where I screwed up. So... (laughs) We have these awesome conversations. Tanisha, we do. That could be a whole episode, but we have these awesome conversations and they're able to say, hey, mama, when you did that, it really hurt. And that is a cool place to be with your children. Definitely. And I think that is a thing that's very prominent right now, especially with Gen Xers, because we're at the point, you hear it all the time, that we are very much that crazy in between generation because we were raised by boomers right and then we're right when everything started to change so honestly we got the best of everything yeah we were outside we know what it's like to be outside we also know what when them street lights come on you better hurry and get your ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we did the exploration we drank from the water hose we made mud pies the girls in my neighborhood, plus I had brothers. So you had girls playing football and kickball and all of these things. We scraped up our knees. We did all of that. But also then we were part of cell phones and the internet and all of that. But we remember house phones. We know how to use the yellow pages, all of these things. And two, with the internet and all of that, now we're realizing, damn, okay, we need to change some shit. Mm. And so, yeah, we're going back and understanding that, okay, hey, it's okay to tell mom and dad, hey, look, y'all was kind of on some bullshit right here. (laughs) (laughs) We know you loved us, but at the same time, okay, cool. 
Yeah, let's not do that. And then we can now make those differences and make those changes in our kids. So your kids are pretty are around my age. I'm older than them. I'm 47. But mm-hmm. my kids are, I have a millennial and then mm-hmm. the others are Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, let's change some things. These things from generations that have been perpetual have just continued and continued and continued because nobody knew any better. No, now we we need to have some conversations. We need to change some things. We need to understand that, hey, okay, guess what? Mama don't know everything. And I might have, you know, I might have fucked up something over here. Yeah. Intentionally, just because I didn't know. Exactly. That was a reaction that I was used to seeing. So it was a conditioning and I just repeated it. But now say, you know what? Yeah, no, maybe that wasn't the best thing. Now that I've opened up to have or to get and understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about you with emerging you taking that. Okay. Hey, I've lived this. I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I know how it felt going through the process of overcoming it. And now I also know what it feels like to be on the other side of that. So I can help you through this whole thing. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about what we do as coaches. And again, you said it a little while ago that you went to therapy and therapy didn't totally do it. It helped mm-hmm. a little bit. It was like that stepping stone. Yes, But then you had to do some things on your own. And I think that is the beautiful part of those of us that are truly heart-centered coaches and heart-centered entrepreneurs, because we know what that plight, we know what that fight, that journey feels like. And when you really have been through some things and you understand it and you know how you felt, you don't want anybody to have to feel alone going through that. Absolutely. That is what's amazing about what you do. Oh, thank you, Tanisha. And you as well. It's a privilege, right? I've often thought I could be retiring right now, but there's just something in me that is keeping me going, driving me to continue helping, continue working. And I don't feel my age. I feel like about 20 years younger. So it's like, I'm going to work as long as I can. The funny thing about that word work When you're doing something that you love, it's not work. I get up every day and I'm like, I get to talk to people today and I can make a difference in their lives. And likewise, they're going to make a difference in mine. Every person that I ever come in contact with, they teach me something. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. That's it. You hit the nail on the head when you love what you do and you see that you are helping people to move through or move from a place of pain Mm -hmm. into a place of understanding, a place of enlightenment. And you see the aha, the light bulb go on and you see them no longer being afraid, but being, hell, I can do this. This ain't no problem. I got this. Yeah. That is an amazing feeling. It really is. It is an amazing feeling. Yes. 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 And I read this recently, or maybe I was listening to another podcast and the woman was talking about 
our journey from fear to love on this planet. Earth, she calls it Earth School Planet or something like that. Yeah, some school, no, schoolroom Earth. That's what she calls it. And, you know, how we come here to learn so many lessons. And one of them is to go from fear to love. And that's exactly what I feel like my mission is. I can see that for you as well. <laughs> You're helping your people go from fear to love. I try. <laughs> I try. I don't think I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> well, that's you. That's your beautiful self, right, Tanisha? Like, be who you are. I try. I try. I just <laughs> I try not to scare them off sometimes. <laughs> but actually, before we end this, and I'm loving this conversation, but before we end this, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to let us know what you've got going on. What are your offers? Let us know what your socials are so people can come and follow you and join your group and all of those things. Because again, what you do is amazing and you never know who might need that. That's true. I'll put it on out there so they can get all up in there. Okay. Get all up in there. I love it. So the thing that I am really excited about right now, this moment is a free three-day challenge in September. We start the day after Labor Day, September 5th, completely free for three whole days. We're going to take people from a place of experiencing social anxiety. And I have recently really dug into the research and have learned that this is just a normal human experience. We are normal when we experience social anxiety, but we don't want it to get to the place where what stops us, like it stopped me from being who I'm supposed to be. And so we're going to have three days of that challenge and I will send you the link so you can post that. And yeah, that's what I'm most excited about right now. I think it's a great way for people to just hop in there at no cost and find out what kinds of things we offer at Emerging You, what programs work the best for you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, yes, we will have all of Beth's information in the show notes so that you can reach out to her if you want to take part in her masterclass and join her group and again, get all up in there and see what Beth got going on. We're going to have that in the show notes. So you'll be able to do that. Again, I do appreciate you coming and hanging out with me and all my over the topness. <laughs> I love your over the topness. <laughs> amazing talking um, today. And we will probably have you back because, because again, I love everything you're doing. I know that it is so needed because there are a lot of us that have those same struggles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just, we don't know what we don't know. So true. And or feel like it's just us. Nobody else has this problem. Exactly. And so we just stay in our own little worlds and we just feel worse and worse about ourselves. And we're afraid to reach out for help. Not knowing that what we have, everybody struggles with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So once more, thank you so much, Dr. Beth Stewart of Emerging You. I appreciate you coming 
and sharing your awesomeness with us. Thank you, Tanisha. I appreciate your awesomeness. Oh, thank you, love. Well, all right, guys. So that's going to be it for our episode today. As always, cheers to your transformation. Thank you for listening to the You Are Immeasurable podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I would like for you to remember to subscribe so that way you'll get a notification every time a new episode is posted. Remember, if you want to share your thoughts or your concerns or you have something to add to the conversation, feel free to leave me a comment. And also, if you're enjoying my content and the things that we're talking about, make sure that you leave me your five-star ratings. Also, if you want to continue the conversation, you can join my Facebook group. It is free and it's called Owning Your Season. It'll also be listed for you below in the show notes. So again, thank you for joining. And until next time, cheers to your transformation.